Hello and good morning. Uh, today, as I always like to say to you, is the day that the Lord has made, and we should be happy and thankful therewithin that. Once again, if I must uh, elaborate on why we should be happy and thankful in that, it's because the day, once again, uh, was created for you. You were not created for the day, which means that the Lord has you in mind right here, right now, in this day. And that's something that we should say amen and praise God about, if I might say so myself. Um, I was going to read some scripture to you today, and I was going to try and elaborate on some of the things that had taken place in this scripture that I was going to bring up. And it was Peter speaking, and it was him speaking about some pretty grand things, if you ask me. Uh, but however, we won't be speaking about that this week. The Lord has touched me uh, in a very profound way, as I like to say to you, in a very profound way, and that is to give a testimony about the goodness of God in my life. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit and tell you some things that has happened, and, and, and I can guarantee you that God has not so much done these things as much as allowed these things to happen to me. And even in the things that have happened that he has allowed to take place, you will still be able to see the love and the goodness and the graciousness in which I have bestowed upon him from my heart, soul, body, and mind because of the fact that even in him disciplining me, even in him showing or correcting the wrongness of my ways, or even if I wasn't wrong and I still somehow felt as if I was being penalized, it was God allowing for goodness to be bestowed upon me. Amen. And that's what we will talk about today. And though it comes through a testimony of a man named Chad that has endured so many different things. The truth is, this is not a testimony of the man Chad as much as it is the testimony of the goodness of God. Amen. Praise God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to be able to come here and to share your word with what is then your children, your creation. To be able to share you, Father God, is a glory before my eyes. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to share the truth of what has happened in my life as far as you are concerned. I know, Father God, we share so many times about the other stories in which you've spoken to us about. Yes, I will, Lord. In the holy and mighty name of Jesus, amen. So here it is, right? Uh, so a lot of times you'll notice that ministers, preachers, and those who claim to know Christ will speak to you about the many different characters who are in the Bible. And they will tell you so many different things and so many different uh, elaborate situations or so many demonic positions in which these characters in the scripture uh, uh, have been through. Amen. And so the reason in doing that is so that they can try to, um, how do you say it, so that they can try to show you something that may be similar in your life now as was in their lives then based on what God has done, let alone what God might do in your life. Amen. 
Well, I came to an understanding through the hardships uh, of not knowing Christ. I came to an understanding through the hardships of even knowing Christ. And I've come to this understanding based on the truth of my life and my testimony. And some of you know some things about me, but obviously and clearly there's no way that any of you can know everything about me personally. And once again, as I'm going to elaborate here, as I'm going to continue to point out, as I need to just make sure that you're clear about and sits clearly before your eyes, is that this is not about me. This is about God. This is about Christ. This is about the goodness in which he has presented in my life, but we already have these other characters that you know about, and so you know about the goodness that he's also bestowed upon them in their lives. I just want to add to the record that it hasn't stopped. And so for that reason, I would like to share with you. For that reason, I would like to just give you a glimpse of some of the things in which I myself have been through and I have had to uh, allow for God to save me from, that I have endured during hardships even when I wasn't the one in the wrong. However, I count it all to glory and I put it all before his footstool and I bow down before him knowing that I'm not worthy to give him my problems. Amen. But I know that he is the only one worthy that can help me with my problems. Amen. Praise God. I, I have children. I have mothers. I have fathers. I have friends. I have acquaintances. I have people that I am clear and close and dear to their hearts. And so they are to me also. However, even in some of these things that I will speak about, they could have in no way been able to help me or assist me or even guide me. And a lot of times, in a lot of cases, the things that you are so intimately going through with God, there really isn't even counsel for. Because nobody will truly understand what it is that you and God are going through. So in that sense, I thought about the characters of old in the scripture from the Old Testament and from the New Testament. And I decided that I came to this understanding that that. Even though I've heard their story, I truly cannot say with 100% accuracy that I understand every feeling and every thought and every position in which all of these great men and women have gone through. I just simply can't. So with that, I do understand something else that's a lot more significantly close to me. And that's in the thing in which I have been through and I have gone through and I have done or seen or experienced or even then had to endure on behalf of the Christ. So not to uh, neglect, I hope that's the right word, neglect, not to uh, forget or not to push off or not to say blah or forget this, in other words, these other people or characters that were in the Bible, God forbid that I would think such a way. The thing that I do know about these people that came before me, my brothers and my sisters in the Lord, 
Amen. My fellow servants and even those teachers and leaders of what I ought not to do along the way. Listen, I, 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 I would not be as disrespectful as to say that their contribution meant nothing at all. That would be disrespectful before God and disrespectful on my fellow servants, brothers and sisters in Christ. I, 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 I wouldn't do that. So please don't take what I am saying here today as that. But yet take what I am going to tell you here today as Moses had his story and so did Enoch and so did Elijah when Elijah called fire down from the sky or when Moses split the Red Sea. Amen. I can tell you about the confusion or maybe the, the anguish that a parent feels when their child has been murdered. Maybe similar to, I don't know, Adam and Eve? I, I can tell you about the goodness of how God came in and he assisted the apostles as they went into the upper room and the Holy Spirit fell down on them. But I can also tell you about the way that people tried to criticize them even when the Spirit of God was upon them. For when the tongues came down and they had tongues of fire over their heads and they began to go out into the streets and they were speaking in tongues, the thing about that was they said, these people are not drunk. So even then they were trying to say they out here tripping, they drunk. But it was clarified and it was solidified that what they were speaking and the things in which they were speaking were the different languages of those people who were there right there then to be able to see this because God, once again, was going to send out a gift. And it was the blessing of faith in finding something that you know to be true no matter what anybody tells you. But yet they were still criticized there. And so I don't think that me standing here now talking to you about the Lord, about my own personal story, that on some level I couldn't possibly be criticized. That's quite all right because it happened to the best of the best of the best. Not only the apostles, but yet it happened to Christ. And I don't want you to think that Moses's or Abraham's sacrifice and the giving of themselves unto God is of some minute thing, it's of some small importance. No, this is a major in the ballgame. This is a major. And so no way in mind do I want you to think that, 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 that these things do not matter. For some reason in my mind right now, I'm thinking about Lot, and I'm thinking about him being taken, and I'm thinking about how Abraham stood up with 300 men and went and took Lot back. That will be another topic for another day, and we'll take that from Scripture because it's talking about Lot. So I have no Bible before me because in this moment, at this time, in regards to this testimony, this testimony is written on Chad, on the heart of Chad, on the mind of Chad. And it's been conducted through the spirit of God unto the soul of Chad. And so in Chad's understanding, amen, and, and, and I'm sure God's is much more profound than what mine is, even in regards to me, I can almost guarantee you that because he knows every the name of every hair on my head, yet 
I don't even know the day it turns gray. You see a lot of gray in here, don't you? I'm just saying, you know, I, I don't even know when it turned gray. I know that when I started getting gray, but which one turned gray on that day, I have no idea. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But yet he knows, he says to us, to me, that he knows every, the name of every hair on my head. In his omniscient understanding, he knows in every direction that I go, in every direction in that I think I should go, in, in every way that I might possibly go. And that's why it says in the scripture, amen, it says that uh, a man planteth his own ways, but the Lord directeth his steps. Well, I've learned some things, you know. Uh, God doesn't always direct you to just a peaceful uh, 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 ground of, uh, 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 of feasting. Amen. Sometimes you have to go through the storm, and sometimes there is a battle that needs to be conducted. But yet if you stand in Christ, you will be victorious. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're going to step into the fiery furnace and be burned. I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that if you keep God in mind and if you keep his principles on your plate, if you make him your passion, what will happen is when they put you in the fiery furnace, you will not be stenched. Amen. Praise God. And like Nebuchadnezzar said, I lo, I see a fourth and it looks like the son of God. He didn't know who the son of God was to be saying something about the son of God. So in your life, don't think that if you stand with him and make him your passion. That you will be burned in the fire. I didn't say you wasn't going into the fire. It rains on the just and the unjust. We know this to be true. But what I am saying to you. Amen. Praise God. Is that lo and behold, they will see, I promise you this, the Son of God with you during your turmoil, during the time in which all things have come to destroy you. Amen. And the devil is a raving, roaring, just creeping, nasty. I don't, I don't even, man, look, you, look, watch out for him. For he has deceived the whole world into thinking one thing, into going in any other direction. The one thing he's tricked the whole world into thinking is that they should go in some other direction than the direction that God is calling us to. In everything that you do, in everything that you see, it calls you away from God. It doesn't so much bring you to God unless you're looking at the Christ. Amen. Praise God. Unless you are focused in on the passion of the Christ, you are looking at everything that the devil has set up and supported for you to not see that Christ lives, that he has risen from the dead, and that he has been sat at the right-hand side of the Father. Everything in this world, you go and show me one thing other than Christ himself that does not lead you away from that thought, from that principle, from that truth. You go and show me one thing. And I'll be waiting in my notes and in my comments. <laughs> How about that? 
I could tell you how detestable I was. I could tell you the lowness of my thoughts, but I guarantee you some people are scandalous. I, I, I've never been scandalous, but I've always been low down. How low can you go? The only difference between scandalous and lowdown, from my understanding, when, 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 when I was in the world living out there, was the fact that scandalous threw the first blow. I would never attack you. I had no reason. I was comfortable in what I had and what I was doing. You don't hear me, though. There was no need for me to go to Christ or think about Christ. I was comfortable in what I knew and what I was doing. So I never attacked people, let alone that I tried to make Others outside of where my mindset was to be a part of my life. But yet the Christ. But yet the Christ. I would love to tell you about why we shouldn't be so hard on, 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 on Eve and the mother of all children and the mother of all mothers and the mother of all men. I, 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 can, I can tell you right now why, but you know, that's another story for another day. Today I'm here to tell you about the, 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 the practical understanding of the goodness of God in which he has presented in my life. This is not a joke. This is not a three pigs little big wolf story. This is not Cinderella that lost no slipper. It's not even the train that could or the choo-choo that could. It, it is none of that, even though well, I know he can. Amen. And what he said he'll do, I know he will. Amen. And this is not the story of the, 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 the egg that falls off the wall and Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall and, and all the king's men, they couldn't put him back together. I'm here to tell you that the king won't send his men to put you together because he stands at the door knocking. That if you should let him in, that he will heal you. He will bring you back together. Oh, Humpty Dumpty. This is that type of king. He says he stands at the door knocking, and if any man will open unto him, he will come in and sup with that man. In other words, he will eat with that man, and that man will eat with him. But there's a pretty big key to that story. That story involves you allowing. So now here it is. It's back at your table. You have to make a move. If you were playing any game, there comes a time when it's your move. Listen to me. He's already made his move when he went to the cross. He's already made his move when he was crucified on the cross. He already made his move when he was in the tomb for three days. He already made his move back into the kingdom of heaven on the side, the right-hand side of the Father. He has already made his move, and now it is time for us to make moves on behalf of the last move just played. You don't play chess. Listen, and this ain't chess because we ain't playing no games, but I'm here to just tell you, you know, maybe I could just give it to you as so a man thinketh, not so much as the Christ would have me to accomplish it. Amen? 
And so in a chess game, a man makes one move, and now all of a sudden, unless you're going to concede and say, I give up, it's now your turn to make the next move. And any game that you play, if it's poker, if it's spades, if it's rummy, if it's whatever it may be, it's your turn. When he said, uh, uh, it is finished, when he was on the cross and he said, it is finished. The truth of the matter is he was trying to say, listen, it's already a wrap. Now, listen, you can be a winner with me. Or you can go figure out that it is finished and I am already the winner. But yet if your battle is against him, if you continue to make moves and make plays against what you know that God would have for you to do. The truth is, now you become his opponent. And it being an opponent is very similar to being an enemy. And I don't know about you, but I've learned not to be the enemy of God. I might not be the best, and I might not be the best one to come tell you, and I might not be the one that you want to let you know this, but I'm the one that you got. And I'm the one that he sent. Well, one of the ones. And when we speak of him, we speak of him. We don't speak of all outsides of him. We speak of the inside of him. And that's the love that he has. Listen, like I told you, I've been the wretched of most wretched. And Paul says that he's the worst of the worst. And if that then be true, then just call me his baby cousin. I won't go against scripture. I won't say that I'm worse than Paul. Scripture clearly indicates Paul said, I'm the worst of the worst. But I'm going to tell you now, you can call me his baby cousin. I needed Jesus. <laughs> because after I realized this thing was real, after I realized about the crucifixion and the burial of three days and the rising into the kingdom to sit on the right-hand side of God, I realized I'm in trouble. I realize I'm in trouble. It doesn't matter how many times. It doesn't matter how many times a day or how long in the day the trumpet may play before your ears or in your soul or in your heart. If you don't make a decision to not be the opponent of God, to not be an enemy to God, I'm here to tell you all hope that you had was already lost when he was crucified on the cross. You've already lost any hope that you had because he said it is finished. And so no matter how long it rings and no matter how many times it rings and no matter what's going on at the time that it rings in your ear, how would you know that it was the word unless yet that word had already been given to you? You don't know about what, how did you know what a flute was or how the piano sounded? How could you say that's the piano playing unless you had had experience with the sound of the piano? And so I'm here to tell you today, that there'll be no mistake about the trumpet sound of God. There will be no, no mistakes. It is an impossibility, I tell you. 
So that means that every ear, every ear, excuse me, shall hear and every knee shall bow and everybody shall claim that he is Lord. And I'm here to tell you, you know, you can go ahead and do that now. You ain't got to wait to the fire. It might just be too late. There are always these, as Mark 4 teaches us, that, you know, the sower went out to sow the seed. And as he went and he dropped seeds that, you know, that they landed on different grounds is what the scripture teaches us. It says that some landed on stony ground that had not much death and some landed on, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 just bad ground. You know, but they landed on different grounds is the bottom line of what we're getting at here. And, 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 some, landed and, the, and some landed on good ground, but, but the birds came. And ate them up. Listen, listen, listen. If you heard of a good thing and you plan on a good thing and you talking a good thing and somebody done shared with you a good thing, how dare somebody try to come tell you it ain't good? See, these are the haters of the world that would tell you something different like Jesus don't exist. I'm an atheist. I'm a this. I'm a that. I believe this about Jesus. I believe that about Jesus. Man, if y'all don't get your lives together. And just recognize the truth. Something about it made you feel good. Something about that was immediately making you better. And somebody had to come and say something negative about something that was good in your life. Just if it was just for that moment, there goes the bird. Snatch. So you go back to that old. Not to find yourself under their condemnation of what they thought. But here it is, you showed them what you thought, but they thought it's so important to try to, you know what I'm saying, delete what you said to give you what they said. That is selfishness at its finest because now I'm trying to take over even your thoughts. I don't want even those thoughts coming out of you. That's evil. That's evil. People are coming, they will say, oh, you're a false, you're a false... Oh, you're false. Oh, you're false. Well, listen, that is your opinion. And we all do have opinions and we all are entitled to share our opinions. But now here it is. There is a thing called respect and common sense. And I believe in the common sense ministry, which is if something made you feel good, If something made you better, we're talking about just the things of Christ right now. We're not talking about these worldly things. Don't come back to me telling me, you said anything made me feel good. Now, it's a whole lot that you think made you feel good. But what I'm talking about is when it's something that's good for you. Amen. Something that's really good for you. And so in that sense, and when I say that to you, the only thing that I can mention and I can think of that is good for you is the knowledge that Christ lives. More so, he's coming back. More so, he's coming back. But that's the one good thing and the only good thing that I can think of that you would have that would be a good thing in your life. Why is that? Because anything, like I said previously, before that or outside of that, is the devil's, excuse me, <coughs> is the devil's trick to deceive you from your natural inheritance. What is your natural inheritance? To be sat with God for an eternity where there will be no more weeping nor crying. No more weeping or crying? How does that work? So, 
I know that's another story for another day. Today, let's stick to this. The goodness of God has taken me from so many situations and positions. All of these I have not walked in, but most of I have put myself into. Just because of the type of people I was around, just because of the type of people that I wanted to interact with, just what those type of people were involved in. I mostly put myself in that position. But yet God, Yeshua, Jehovah, Jehovah, you know, the one that told Moses, I am. I always wondered what that meant. And the more that I have spent time with God and the more that I have, you know, just considered the question, I, I realized that God is so many different things that when he was telling Moses, I am, he was basically saying to him, I am that I am. I, I am whatever I am, but you better go tell them. Another story for another day of what it took to get Moses to go tell them. <laughs> you think that was just easy, I know, because that's all you hear about is Moses went. Uh, but I'm involved in common sense ministries. And plus, I have a relationship with God, and I know that these things are not always easy. I just think that sometimes he points out what is and what isn't easy for whatever reasons. I can't tell you why. I'm not going to act like I know. But what I do know is he told you about the struggle that Abraham had, but Abraham got up there and went and did what he had to do. Amen. I'm just trying to say to you that in all things that we're walking through and we're going through, the devil is going to put the struggle before you. And I once heard from a cousin of mine that said, for every different level, there is a different devil. So when you accomplish and you overcome one thing, don't think that the next thing isn't come, that you might overcome it and accomplish it. Amen? Because it's in the walk of trying to overcome and accomplish on God's behalf, on the behalf of Christ. Amen? It's in that walk that you find yourself in the everlasting, I have overcome. Praise God. Thank Jesus. Now, I was telling you about, you know what I'm saying, my, uh, my uh, heroes from the Bible. I was telling you about my brothers and sisters from the Bible, you know, from the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I was telling you about my fellow servants and <laughs> from the Old Testament and from the New Testament. And, you know, we are all really the same here today. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that, uh, 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 you know, I, listen, okay, so I told you that I am the baby cousin of Paul. But did you know that if we're looking at the evils or the wrongs in which somebody does, that I am truly the baby brother of David. <laughs> Amen. For I myself have find myself short and falling down, but yet God still standing with me and having mercy on me and directing me and guiding me. And you could be his little sister for all we really know if you think about it. I mean, think about all the things that God has taken you from, sister. <laughs> I think about all the things that God has alleviated from the stress of your life. Think about all the things that God has stood in with you when it was here to stress you in your life. I must just be talking to the saints right now. 
We have some that are backslidden. We have some that have fallen. We have some that are not awake. And Christ calls unto us all. Stand. And fight. Stand. And fight. The good fight. Your daughters. Your sons. Uh-uh, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I ain't going to talk about the people from the Old Testament, the New Testament, or you. My daughters, my sons, my friends, my loved ones, my cousins. God has sent me to fight the good fight so that when you see me in the den of, oh, my God, of lions, but yet untouched, when you see me in the fiery furnace of Nebuchadnezzar and unsinged, all you will see is that there is one with me. And it looks like the Son of God. And so my struggles are important. You know what's so funny? A lot of these struggles, as I told you, I wouldn't have found myself into unless I did it myself. So my misunderstandings are important because he gives me understanding through the misunderstandings that I disappropriate in front of you. No sin is not okay and no walking in sin is not okay. But see, that's what I'm saying, right? So there's a difference. There's a difference in just accepting the life of evil and sin and of all the 99% of the things that you are sitting there looking at on a daily that the devil uses to knock you off versus the 1%. You know, he left the 99 to go save the one. I'm not saying that that scripture is exactly what I just said, but I'm going to use that real quick. You understand that? The devil has attracted my children, my personal, my seed. My se I was reading something the other day in the scripture, and it said, it didn't just say my children. It didn't say your child. It didn't say, it said, listen, man, did you not know, man, listen, he said the souls. It was talking, okay, well, hold on. It was talking about the young man whose brothers threw him into the pit, okay, and, uh, it was talking about, it was there in Genesis. I want to say Genesis 48, 47, uh, 47, and let's just do 42 to 50. It's somewhere in here, right? It wouldn't be hard to find, I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, and it says that uh, it's, it's giving a runoff of the names of the sons. It's giving a, 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 a uh, guide to all those who were a part of the seed of whoever that was speaking about at that time, the sons of one man. And, and when it got to the end, it said something different. It said, these are the descendants of, but it broke it down. It said that, and these are the souls counted unto God, by God. 
These are the souls. So then I realized something is that if I'm to be fruitful and multiply, and God said do that, and, you know, I have some children, and they have kids, and I have a lot of grandkids, but I have five children and all that I am in contact with and know about. Okay? Let's just be clear. That I know about. <laughs> like I told you, baby brother David. But regardless of that, okay, it was the souls. And then it hit me different. It hit me different than just being my child or just being a son of mine or being a grandson of mine. Because my seed has brought about the seed of other souls. Now, we're not talking about just a person or just a, an object, something tangible or of a being that's just tangible. Now we're talking about something much greater. We're talking about souls. And the funny thing about it was I realized that the devil is attacking the most valuable thing that God has placed in my care. I don't care if they are 100 years old. If I'm still here walking on this earth, that is my responsibility. That is my job. That is what I must stand up to and I must deal with on every level, in any level, for all circumstances, in any situation. Man, this guy was over almost 100 before he had his son, Abraham, and he took him up. Man, you was over 100, and you still climbing mountains. I want some of that health. I, I, I'm sorry. I want some of that health. I want you. What you mean you climbing up on mountains about to sacrifice kids and tie them down? And your son had to have been of age. If you really read the story, I'm not going to take you into it. A story for another day. But if you take the time out to go figure it out, the son was of age. But I want the type of health that makes me climb mountains at 100 years old. And that is the spiritual health that I seek today that God has for all of us. It's a spiritual health that you will overcome, that you will conquer, and you will climb mountains to the highest of high. And that is God himself. I call him Yeshua, Emmanuel, the mighty prince. I consider him to be a bubbling brook in the desert when I'm thirsty. The Christ. And as the scripture teaches, God. And that is the power he has come to give you. But if we neglect such a gift, if we turn at every time that we felt a good thing happening in our souls, if we continue to allow for the birds, they call the birds haters and liars and thieves and jealous people who want to just see you down, come and snatch all your goodness, no matter how they snatching it and eating it and taking it, they, they, that, that's what they're doing. So I suffer being the false. And I suffer being the lost. And I suffer being misunderstood or the liar of because I stand with Christ. Then a liar I shall be if that is the case for I shall stand unto death. And I pray thee that you hear me today. There is a time coming before us. That the world will turn against us. 
And after thinking about this thing for a while, I, I'm not even 100% sure that they realize that they've turned against us. They probably think that it was some story in a, in a, in a, in a fairy tale book about the Antichrist. And they, they probably think that, you know what I'm saying, it's a fairy tale at the point in time that people are being burned at stakes and your children are crying for their lives. And God is telling you clearly and plainly at this point, you cannot go back and help. But then I come back to Abraham. Going to get Lot. And then I come back into Daniel and I, I, I hear him say that they are going to do escapades. You understand that? That those uh, uh, saints at this time in the tribulation in which is to come into all this world. That the saints <laughs> will have such escapades as to they will that, uh, I'm trying to get the right wording here for what they said, well, what will happen. In other words, oh, that's it, intrigued, intrigued, intrigued. That the world would be intrigued. And because of that intrigue, based on how the states stood on behalf of Christ during that time, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to have some escapades. We're about to do some stuff when this comes. And I don't think it's going to be what y'all thought us as Christians or those who are considered to be the saints and follow Christ are going to be doing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you understand. Stand, but I'm going to try and bring you back to Abraham going to get Lot. See, Lot was in trouble because Lot was living someplace he shouldn't have been. And if you stop and listen to the stories, that was Lot's hood. If there was an OG in the spot, it was Lot. <laughs> if there was one that all the little G's had to come to, it was Lot. Abraham gave him the land. It was his. By the inheritance and the giving of through God, giving it to Abraham and Abraham splitting and dividing it off. So there were no issues between him and Lot. It's another story, another day. Let's get back to this real quick. But because of what the saints do, the scripture teaches in Daniel, that the world will be intrigued. And so by many of intrigue, they will be uh, they, will, they will turn and give themselves to God. They must have been asleep. They must have been asleep. We will win. And this plea here today is not as I could have come to you and told you, no matter what you say, no matter what you're going to do, it's over. It's a wrap. Look, bro, you know what I'm saying? He is that, and we are that, and this is that. And let me tell you right now, that's a fact. I could have said that to you. I could have said, bye-bye, you're going to hell. I could have said, bye-bye, brimstone and fire. I could have said, bye-bye, hate to be you. I could have said, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. But because of the goodness of God, because of the goodness of Christ, he will not allow for you not to know the king of kings. Glory unto glory. He is so good. He will not allow for me to just tell you bye-bye. If that was the case, he would have just simply told me bye-bye. And thanks be to God that he didn't. And so thanks be to God that I'm here today. And I stand at the door knocking on behalf and with Christ. 
The scripture teaches that he stands at the door knocking and any man shall hear him, he'll let him. Listen, read it. It really sounds like he's knocking at your door, but if you will hear him. Now that comes back to the minister. That comes back to the preacher. You know, the people that are supposed to be above approach. Because they have to suffer and surrender so much just to be able to let you know he's at your door. He's at your door. He's, listen, he's, listen, how do you know? Because I'm here talking about him right now for you. Those who hear his voice, those who hear his voice, those who hear his voice. Listen, how do you know the voice of God? Because when it speaks, he has no need to speak of the power of himself. He only has a need to speak of the desire to be with you. Amen. Praise God. You're going to find out his power one way or another. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. So I've been through some things with my kids, right? And I, I let me tell you, if you got kids, if you got kids like mine that came from a parent like me, <laughs> look, wasn't they fault? Wasn't they fault? Wasn't they fault? I done did this. I done, listen, I done messed up. I done messed up. I done messed up. Because I wasn't walking nor giving my attention or adhering to what God was trying to tell me about how to raise my children. And he was only simply showing me through the way that he was raising me. But some of the things that I've been through with them are detestable. Are just sickening. Painful and hurtful, nasty, and grimy. And I built these walls up, and I had told myself every time I got hurt by one of my children or every time I got hurt by some woman or a family member or a stranger got over on me or I was put into a situation to where I had to fight my way out, not fighting with the word of God, but fighting with pistols, guns, and anything I could to come out on top. You know what? My time is up. And by the way, I guess you didn't know. I knew something about pistols, guns, fighting, living, surviving. I guess these gunshot wounds don't add up to nothing. You know what I'm saying? I guess these gray hairs don't add up to nothing. I guess, you know what I'm saying? My time and my walk with God don't add up to nothing. But that's only if you're talking to the birds that came to snatch your life away and not let you hear the truth of what Christ has done, can do, and will do. In the holy and mighty name of Jesus, Father God, I pray that you open the eyes of those in whom you would have, Father, to hear your knock at the door through the word of your ministers. And Father God, I pray that any that hear this message here today, that it would be as if Jesus was when he said to you, Father, those that you have put in my hand, I have lost not one of them. Father God, let not one of them not hear your voice here today that come across this message. For in you and only in you, for you and only in you, Father God, is their life, is their life is their life. And I ask, Father God, that you would keep me in your hand.
that you would keep those in the hand of this message in which you have given for me to pass to your people, that you would keep them in your hand. In the holy and mighty name of Yeshua, the Christ, he who was crucified, buried in a tomb, and rose on the third day to sit next to God the Father. And let me tell you something. God is not his name. That is simply his title. And that title would resemble the Alpha and the Omega. He is the one. Amen.